Thanks for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, or head on over to AmericaOutloud.com where you can click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 talk radio. While you're over on the website, please check out the articles and podcasts updated daily. Excited for the show tonight. We've certainly got a lot to talk about once again. I hope you're all having a great holiday week. Hope you all have a fantastic Thanksgiving with your family. Uh, I want to start off talking about this entire FTX scandal tonight and how the Democrats are linked to this uh, group. So often you've got this Sam Brinkman fried and everywhere you look in his circle, it seems to be connected to Democrats uh, from Elizabeth Warren. And there's just so many others who are connected. And what we may be finding out is some of this tax money that we sent over to the Ukraine was then invested, in quotations, in this FTX crypto company. And then they ended up investing into the Democrats midterm. So it could come out that our taxpayer dollars um, were actually used for the Democrats midterm campaign. There's a lot of layers to break down with this story. Uh, I know Rob and I, we talk about finances every now and then, and we've never really been all in on crypto. Uh, We really don't know a lot about it, at least speaking for myself. I don't. Uh, I've always been cautious of it. I know people who've done very well on crypto and cashed out with a lot more money than what they put in. But I've always been kind of uh, skeptical and hesitant having that much money wrapped into something that could be so risky and dangerous. And unfortunately, people are finding out. We're also going to dive into the celebrity angle and these celebrities that were hyping this company and advertising this company, if perhaps they should be fined as well for their participation. Rob, how are you doing tonight? And what are your thoughts on this FTX scandal that we keep hearing more and more about? You're right, Andrew. We we are constantly hearing a lot about this cryptocurrency. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. I don't know a whole lot about crypto other than the fact that they want it to replace the current currency, the dollar bill. And as you were speaking, I was just doing a little internet research or trying to look it up. And it says a cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency or crypto is a digital currency designed to work as a medium of exchange through a computer network that is not reliant on any central authority, such as government or bank to uphold or to maintain. We know right now that our money is uh, backed by the government. So this crypto from just just looking at it, and I and people have been talking about it for the past decade, and just recently it's gotten a, gotten a lot of steam, and a lot of celebrities are pushing it, and people are just popping out of the woodwork saying, "Oh, crypto, this crypto, this Bitcoin, Bitcoin," and oh, this is a new way. Even the mayor of New York had said that he wanted to be paid, I think, in crypto or bitcoins, as if to say, "Hey, if I'm going to do this here, you guys got to do it also." Now from What little research I've done is that because there is no government backing on this, there's no central control, it's almost like the wild, wild west or Wall Street gone wild, or we could say girls gone wild or boys gone wild, because there's no one to make certain that things are kept in order. 
And you would think that the Democrats who enjoy regulations, making certain that everything is uh, tied and neatly put together. In, in other words, it's just a way of creating more jobs for them so they can have oversight. But one would think that they would have looked at this and said, wait, we need to put some parameters around this. We need to make certain that we know what's happening because people could lose their money. I mean, after the Bernie Madoff scandal, certainly we would have thought that, hey, let's put some parameters around this. And people keep trying to refer to this as Enron. I mean, this is not even close to Enron. Enron had to deal with oil. I mean, something tangible you can look at. They were cooking the books, so they say. But this cryptocurrency deal, and this guy who was over it, Sam Bankman Fried, all of 30 years old, and over the past few years, he was on the cover of every, so it seemed, financial magazine. And they were touting that, oh, he's so smart. He went to MIT and his pedigree, his dad is smart, his mom is smart, he has uncles who are smart. So if he's smart, he's put his name on it. This, this has to be the real deal. But there were others out there who questioned what this young man was doing. Some of the big banks, I think, J.P. Morgan Chase, they even questioned it. And they even questioned Bernie Madoff when that happened. But they didn't question it enough to raise their hand or to say, wait a minute, we need to stop and look at this. And why is that, I wonder? I mean, why didn't they think to say, let's sound the alarm so that other people are aware and people aren't harmed, they're not damaged? They don't lose their life savings. I mean, Andrew, that Bernie Madoff deal, that was huge. And you had some celebrities. One that comes to mind is Kevin Bacon, who got burned. But there were others who lost their life savings. And I remember this guy on TV, Bernie Madoff, saying, that, oh, there's no way people could run a scam because there are too many regulations. No, he was a big time Democrat, if I might add. Oh, there's no way. He was on TV saying this. And I used to work in finance. And I remember this guy being the talk of the town. And I always wondered, I remember his office. His office was actually next to mine, the office building that is. He had an office in what was called the Lipstick Building. You can Google that as a, a building in New York, a high rise that has the shape of a lipstick. But he was there and, you know, he had the 15th floor and the 13th floor. I think that they did all of their Ponzi scams. But no one said anything about it. For years, he was able to do this because people were afraid. But there were these big banks that knew that this guy, this is a scam. But they didn't sound the alarm. They didn't say anything. Why didn't they say anything? And then finally, once he decided, I can't do this anymore, about the same time the financial meltdown, people started saying, whoa, wait a minute. The, the signs were there. They were there. He was cooking the books. He was doing exactly what he wasn't supposed to do. He was doing exactly going against the regulations that Democrats had put forth, had set forth. He was doing what they had said you can't do, and he was a donor for Democrats. This is Bernie Madoff now. And it just ripped his family apart. I think his sons didn't want to talk to him. One son committed suicide. His poor wife, I think she's somewhere in Florida or the Carolinas living a destitute life. Now, she still has some money. But the glory and glam that she had, she, she fell from that. And he recently died, I think, not too long ago of cancer. I don't even know if he was repentant. And I think about in 2000, 
16, Robert De Niro did a movie about it. It was a real, real, relatively really well-done movie with uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. But again, it begs the question, why didn't anyone sound the alarms? The Democrats had set up these regulations to make certain that people were doing the up and up, but no, they went around it. I remember when I got my license, uh, my broker license, and we were doing all this studying and whatnot. And the guy said, "Now you're going to learn this stuff. You're going to, uh, you know, for now. But when you start working, you're going to forget all about it. You won't even use it." So I'm like, "Well, why do it? It was really expensive. I think my company at the time sponsored me. It's really, ex- and it was a difficult test. I failed it the first time, and I failed it because I, I mean, I had to sit. I think it was like eight hours long." I have a very short attention span. I'm like, I cannot do this. Like, when is this going to be over? I just started just clicking anything. I'm like, gosh, this is driving me nuts. Was he right? He was completely right. He was right such that when you look back, since they've had the, uh, the Series 6, Series 7, so many people have cheated, gotten around it, because it's pretty much designed to give you the rules and regulations. And then they t- show you how to trade swaps and straddles and all this other crazy stuff, which makes absolutely no sense. I'm going to tell you guys. I mean, when you look at finance, it's all these big words and all these like machinations. You can do this, you can do that. And it makes it sound like, oh, you're smart and you can do this and you can do a cover. I want to put and I want this. It's a gamble. That's what it is. You're actually gambling, legally gambling. In the financial institution, because you're gambling. One way to look at it is that you're going to gamble. I think this guy, Aikman, uh, he was over, oh gosh, I can't think of the firm, but he's always gambling against Wall Street. Like right now, he's probably saying there's going to be a recession. Everyone else, no, there's not going to be a recession. So he's taking a gamble out that there's going to be a recession, and these are the companies going to tank, and I'm going to make money off it when they do. And it's legal. You can do it. And that's what a lot of people on Wall Street do. They will look at a stock and say, hmm, the stock looks good. I'm going to buy it. But just in case it goes down, I'm going to buy something else just to protect me, to hedge my bets. So going back to Madoff, that's what he was doing. And you had all these people saying, oh, we're clients of Bernie Madoff. Because you couldn't just go in and say, hey, invest my money. He had to come to you. And he would look at it and pretend as if though, oh, I don't know if I want to do this with you. I don't know. You're not good enough. So people felt that, oh, we're the elite. We're the creme de la creme. But when the house of cards fell down, people lost their life savings. People killed themselves, committed suicide because they put all their stock, stock literally and stocking their net worth and their beliefs. And this man thinking he's going to come out with a huge payday. When they realized that what they were doing, what he was doing was just a Ponzi scheme, he, he, they, he, they would give him money. He would take their money and pay off this investor. And then when someone else gave him money, he would pay the other investor off. So it was just that was, that was his entire scam. I get money. I'm going to pay Peter Paul with this money. Then I'm going to take this and do this. In the meantime, I'm going to live like high on the lane. And no one said anything. Like I said, these huge financial institutions like Chase, Citibank, they looked, they were like, no, no one wanted to do business with this guy because you have to have a bank to run these things through. And I don't remember which bank they used, but excuse me, he probably had a little personal account there, but then he kept all the main money. It had people thinking. And and, and what was what was so interesting about it is that you know you're supposed to get bank statements. That's one of the other regulations. If you're actively trading on an account. 
you're supposed to get bank statements, I think, quarterly, uh, monthly. If you're not, you'll get them like quarterly because there's no, there's no action. So why send out a bank statement? And now bank statements are online, but you have to get something. So he would actually had a team to create the bank statements, fudge the bank statements. Well, you have this amount of money. And because people were so trusting of this guy, some of them didn't even look at the statements, didn't realize the discrepancies. That's how gullible people are. That's how gullible people are today and believing that Biden is the greatest thing since sliced bread because the media is telling you. I mean, this is, this is a cautionary tale. And it goes back to Trump saying the media is an enemy of the people. They're an enemy of democracy. Because all they had to do was to look at this and say, wait a minute, this doesn't make any sense. But they didn't. And you know why? One reason why? Because he was moving, he, Bernie Madoff, was moving in the circles with the power brokers. Just imagine him coming into one of these hoity-toity parties, and they're looking at him, and they're saying, this guy is running a Ponzi scheme. He has no money. There's no backing. Everyone else, their returns were going down on their investments, whereas he was like, oh, 100% and this. I mean, that right there was a red flag. And again, all these financial institutions, they knew it, but they said nothing. They allowed him to play in that circle, in the sandbox, gambling away other people's money. That's what happened with the big crisis of 2008, when Bear Stearns fell down. I mean, there's more to the story that people actually don't know. The, the CEO of Bear Stearns it was a mean, nasty guy, and he was underleveraged. Everyone knew it, but because he was so mean and nasty to the big banks like Chase and Citibank, when the market started to tank, they said, wait a minute, you've got a problem here. You're running out of money. And when he called them to help him out, because it happens all the time, all they could have done was just extended him a line of credit. But they refused to take his phone call, knowing that it was going to have a ripple effect. Jamie Dimon and some of the others at CD, I don't remember who it was. It might have been Chuck Prince at the time. A lot of them said, we're not going to take the phone call. He's so mean and nasty. He wants to be on the golf course. Screw him. And lo and behold, the house of cards fell down. And it had a ripple effect. And that's the reason why now a lot of these companies like Morgan Stanley They've connected with big banks, and they're not sitting up to themselves. But then these big banks were gambling with people's monies also. And the media looked the other way because they were all traveling in the same circle. But Bernie Madoff, they knew it. They saw it, but said nothing. So you had people like Kevin Bacon, like, again, his name stands out, who had invested with this guy. Because he called us and told us, hey, I can invest in your money. I mean, there were people out there who were reaching out to him and saying, hey, can you handle our money? And he's like, no, no, I don't think I, don't think I can. I, I'm too busy. But he knew that, wait a minute, if I do, they might be on to me. <laughs> but because he created that perception, Andrew, that he picks and chooses, people thought he's powerful. And if he comes to you and says that he will manage, then you know that you're in the in crowd. Yeah, you're in the in crowd of being screwed. But quiet as it was kept. So I'm, I'm setting the, the, the lay of the land here because I'm going to delve into the same guy, Sam Bankman-Fried. Fried. I don't know if he says Fried or Fried. I think it's Fried. 
Right. He did the exact same thing, moving in those circles. And because you know how liberals are, they enjoy it when the person is young and eccentric. He doesn't wear the suit. He doesn't comb his hair. <laughs> he just speaks off the cuff and just says anything. And, oh, he's so brilliant. Yeah. Look he's... at Meta. Look at the guy Facebook. Him and his girlfriend are about the biggest nerds I've ever seen. I mean, <laughs> they, they make Dr. Fauci look normal. Oh, yeah. But see, that's and that's what they like. Again, look at the guy over uh, Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg right. got his name right. Oh, I got it. Yes, I didn't say the other guy's name. He's very I mean, robotic. Very robotic. He's a, he looks like a nerd. And remember when he would go to the Capitol, he would wear just sweatshirt, jeans, and it's like, oh, he's going to meet Barack Obama. He's just going to dress like that. And he thought nothing of it. Like, no, this is who I am. This is what. This is how I roll. I don't have to get all dressed up. What is it? What is it for? And the liberal loved it. They ate it up. And look at what's happening to Facebook right now. I mean, I personally never thought Mark Zuckerberg was some smart genius because when just looking at the story, he stole from his friends. He ran with the idea. He screwed them. Now, I know a lot of people saw the, the, the movie, the social media or whatever that was about his life. I think the guy's a thief. But they put him up on a pedestal. That he was so smart, he was smarter than everyone else, and only he could do it. And all these people there on Facebook, and if Facebook was a nation, it would be one of the third largest nations out there. I mean, they just sucked it up. And now look at Facebook. Yeah, and they had teen heartthrob Justin Timberlake play Mark Zuckerberg. I mean, how oh ridiculous is that? Completely ridiculous. Just completely, just completely horrible but what's not ridiculous is it's that time of the year again folks time to be looking for a great present for a loved one or a relative we'll look no further than healthycell.com if you're looking for better sleep focus and energy or perhaps a loved one is check out healthy cell the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health Rob and I have both tried Healthy Cell, and we're so happy we did. Healthy Cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. You can absorb a healthier lifestyle with Healthy Cell's pill-free vitamins. They come in a great-tasting gel pack. And you can go to HealthyCell.com, check out the great products, and save 25% off your first order with the code OUTLOUD. So you can make it a big order, get gifts for multiple relatives or multiple friends, and it's a great gift. Uh, they will be so happy that you got them Healthy Cell. Go to HealthyCell.com and use the promo code OUTLOUD to save 25% off. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. 
cold and flu season is here. Wouldn't it be great if you had a way to minimize airborne viral threats? Well, now there is, and it's a pulvinone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray called Cofix RX. You might even say it's just what the doctor ordered. To reduce your chance of getting hurt, you wear a safety belt when you're driving. To limit sun damage, you wear sunscreen on the beach. Cofix RX is just like that. It's an additional layer of protection. It's sold by thousands of pharmacists and medical doctors nationwide. It's made right here in the USA. Again, it's a pulvinone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray. You've heard them talk about it here on the Outloud Network over and over again. Check out CofixRx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com for a retailer near you or use coupon code OUTLOUD for 20% off at CofixRx.com. And we're back after dark Robin Andrews. And we're talking about FTX, the whole crypto scandal, debacle. And during the first half, I was walking you guys through the Bernie Madoff scandal that took place uh, the early part of 2000, 2008, 2005, uh, somewhere along those lines. And the Ponzi scheme that he had uh, ran and how he was working within the guidelines that Democrats had created. Because whenever Democrats take power, they like to set up all these rules and regulations that are compl- that is designed to help them and no one else. So this guy was working within that those parameters, but at the same time, scamming people, scamming the elite, people who thought that they were better than anyone. So fast forward, we now have this guy, Sam Bankman-Fried. Is it, is it, is it Fried or Fried? Is he a free? Is he is he freed or fried? I mean, I I, I never You're can't get it right. The wrong guy. I'll, I'll <laughs> do some uh, research yeah, on DuckDuckGo right. and get back uh, to you. I don't know, but anyway, uh, what I find interesting about this is that he was apparently a billionaire on paper. And let me just explain that when they say a billionaire on paper, if he had to go and get a billion dollars and say here it is, he wouldn't have it. Okay, it's only by the things that he has touched. And they have valued it. I remember back in the day when Jeffrey Bezos was making all of his money and people were saying, he's a billionaire. He was like the first, like only a billionaire. He's a billionaire. But on paper, he didn't have the money. It was his idea. And a lot of people were like, careful. They said, yeah, but is he making a profit? Are the profits bringing in a billion? No, it's just the idea, the concept. Now, however, it is a billion. Because of what he's doing, he's just just about Jeff Bezos said he has knocked out every mom and pop store out there in middle America, just like with Walmart. We know that Walmart because they have tangible goods; they're selling, they're getting money back. Jeff Bezos now is doing the exact same thing because when Bezos started, he was just doing books, you know, selling books, and he was killing uh, Barnes and Noble and all these other independent book companies. But the idea on paper, he was worth a billion. So that was the same thing with this guy, Sam. Bankman, I'm gonna say fried. I'm gonna no, I'm gonna say fried. It's freed. It's freed. Okay, Sam Bankman freed. Uh, spelled F R I E D. Okay, go figure. But so on paper, <laughs> the guy was a billionaire, and 30 years old. And as I said in the first block of the show, he was on all these publications, financial magazines, and looking weird, wild hair, and pale skin, and just you wouldn't look at this guy and say, "Hey, this guy's successful." But again, for the left. They love this kind of stuff. Look at how they want our kids. Look at how they're treating our kids. And look at just look at corporate America itself and how people go to work. Look at Twitter. 
you have these kids trying to tell the owner what to do with his money. It's like, what? Yeah, we run the show. We're going to walk away. Okay, they walked away, and what is the media saying? Oh, Twitter's on its last leg. It's going to collapse. Why would the media say that? Why wouldn't they just report the truth and say, okay, some people quit. He fired half of the staff. And I guess the ones that he didn't fire, they decided to quit. But he runs Tesla. He has programmers there. All he has to do is move some over and pay them. So how is Twitter on its last leg? People don't think in those terms. They're just thinking about what the media is saying because the media for the past six years has been running front for the Democrat Party. So whatever the media says, people will believe it. Look at what they did to Donald Trump. Russia collusion. There was no collusion. None whatsoever. It was a complete lie. It was made up. The same way Santa Claus isn't real. The media made it all up. But Andrew, you have people out there that believe that it, it really happened. Remember, we had a guest on here, and I don't want to call his name, but he's like, but they said that if they just gave him some more time, they would find something. And I'm like, think about what you're saying. That if they gave Bob Mueller more time, that he would be able to find something on Trump. Remember, Stallion has said the same thing. Show me an innocent man and I'll show you a crime. In other words, I will create it. I will make it up. And that's what Bob Mueller did. Right now, Merrick Garland is saying, okay, now that Trump has said he's going to run for the presidency, I need to get someone else to run these investigations that I've been looking at. But why do you need someone to look at something that's not there? Well, because he, he took files from the White House, and that's serious. How serious can it be if you haven't charged him it's been 18 months, and if there was any damage, the damage has been done. So why are we going to spend taxpayer money on this guy, Jack Smith? He's going to be the special counsel to investigate Trump as opposed to investigating what Alex, I'm sorry, what Sam Blankman Freed did. You see, it makes no sense. But the media is telling you, no, we got to do, we got to look at Trump. Because there's something nefarious that's going on. Because the White House, the folks over the library, they said that he had personal documents. Now, remember they said that he had probably had the nuclear code and he was going to trade it. He was going to share it with Russia. He was going to share it with North Korea. Now, these foreign actors have said nothing about it. Now, do you think had he given them something, they would have said, oh, by the way, we have this information. Again, people aren't thinking. They're allowing the media to think for them. They're allowing the media to create a story, a storyline that's made out of whole cloth, and it's a lie. Plain and simple. So here we go. Merrick Garland is going to has tapped this guy, and everyone is saying that, oh, he seems to be bipartisan. He seems to be a good guy. Yeah, they said the same thing about Bob Mueller. <laughs> then we found that Bob Mueller, he had lost the majority of his marbles. He didn't know what the heck was going on. He was a rambling old man just like Joe Biden, who, by the way, folks, just turned 80 this past weekend. Just turned 80. Joe Biden. 80 years old, and he's planning on running for the presidency again. And do not doubt that he could get it. I don't care who they run against him, because when you have a biased media, I don't even know if I should say biased, Andrew. 
maybe I should say corrupt media that's colluding with the Democrats and colluding with rhinos, anything is possible. Look at what happened in 2020. Yes, I'm going to call it out. Look at what happened with Jan 6. You know, Andrew, I didn't know this, but I think I sent you a snippet from, uh, I think it was on some social media platform from Twitter, that on Jan 6, Trump had tweeted out, and I think we talked about this. He had tweeted out, we love you. We want everyone to go home. Now, he also did a video on the same. But did you guys know that that was the same time that Twitter took down his account? So how many people do you think saw that tweet? Good point, huh? But they're saying that Trump didn't do anything to stop it. Not that he needed to. It wasn't his responsibility that people were listening to what we've been telling them for centuries, that if you don't like what's going on, stand up and protest. Look at your history book. The Boston Tea Party. Taxation without representation, and that's not fair. You know, they should bring back, I don't know if you are too young to remember this, Andrew. Do you remember Schoolhouse Rock on Saturday mornings? It was a... Yeah, uh, it, yes, I'm aware, I'm aware of it. I, You know, I learned a lot about history. I learned my multiplication tables from listening to Schoolhouse Rock. They have since taken it down. There is a store here in uh, New York called Scholastic uh, something, but it was an educational store. And they've taken it down. They've replaced it with, I think, Harry Potter, all these other uh, make-believe stuff. But something that was educational, was beneficial to kids, they got rid of it. So now when you turn on Saturday morning TV, you're subject to get gays and trans in a crisis. <laughs> Go figure. That's what they want our kids to learn. Our kids are in a crisis. We don't need to know anything about that. That's your cri- That's your problem, not our problem. Okay. But I bring this up to say, again, how the media has changed things so that we can't get the truth. So when you look at someone like Freed, Fried, gosh, I'll never get it right. Okay. <laughs> I'll never get it right. When you get look at something like that, and it begs the question, why, what didn't they see? You got the regular players, banks coming out saying, oh, we knew it was a big scam. But no one said anything. Maybe it's because he was giving money to the Democrats. I think 40 plus million of that 92% went to Democrats candidates. And it's always interesting that they have put the microphone in front of uh, Maxine Waters, and this reporter said, don't you think that Democrats, the Democrat Party should give back that money? And this was her response. Oh, well, Republicans took some also. That's not the question we were asking you. We're saying, should you, Maxine, give back the money? Because there are pictures with her and the guy, Sam, howling around. And he had on his big cargo shorts, sweatshirt, and they're smiling. Then go figure. But no one is looking at this. The, the media is playing it down. Now, eventually, I'm sure it will bubble up to the top and people will start looking at it. But as of now, oh, no, no one wants to touch it because they're trying to figure out the damage. They're trying yeah. to figure out the players. Yeah, the media will talk a little bit about it. But as far as the Democrats are concerned, other than maybe you know Fox News, One American News right here in America Out Loud, they're like, oh, there's nothing to see here. 
they just completely leave out all the connections to the Democrats when they bring up this FTX uh, ripoff fraud. FTX, even they even have a stadium named after them. Now, and this guy was doing business in, I think it's the Bermuda, a tax haven. Now, to, that should have also been like a red flag. And then the chair, chairman of the SEC, Gary Gensler, the guy was completely clueless. They should fire him on the spot. I don't even know why they have the SEC. Why is it that every so often we have these blow-ups? Again, they've created or designed regulations to prohibit this, to stop this. Why does it keep happening? Someone took their eyes off of what was important because money was being passed along. Money was greasing people's palms. Like, oh, yeah, all right, come on, give me the money. This guy gave the Democrats so much money to win elections. Now, what if this had been a Republican? The usual suspects, the media would be all over it, talking about it nonstop. Oh, what happened? Oh, and you know this and, and, and this angle and that angle. Like I said, they're investigating Donald Trump. Another investigation. Taxpayer money. Another one. For what? You got the bloody documents back. And I started talking about this when we opened up. You got the documents back. He didn't give it to Russia. He didn't give it to North Korea. And now they're saying, oh, well, he wanted to keep it as a prize. He felt that his personal stuff. Okay, you told him that it wasn't. Now you got it back. Why do we need to investigate? Now, maybe this guy, Jack Smith, will come to the conclusion that there is no there there. Okay, in my opinion, it shouldn't take him more than a month to make that decision. There's no there there. Maybe it didn't look appropriate. But to file charges against him, to waste taxpayer money to go through this, is worthless. We don't need this. We need to bring the country back together. And this is not going to do it. So I'm going to keep my eye on Jack Smith because if he decides, if he can't, Andrew, and this is my opinion, and I think my opinion weighs a lot. If he can't wrap this up, I'm going to give him two months. Because what they're saying is that, oh, he's got to build a team. He's got to go out and get lawyers that are going to work with him. And then he's got, they've got to go and do the research. There is no research to be done. Okay? We already know what happened. The media has already put it out there. Of course, it was a bunch of lies. This is all we need to know. Documents went to Trump, to Mar-a-Lago, that were signed up for by the Packers of the White House. They knew what was in the documents. They knew what was in the boxes. Nothing would have left the White House without them knowing about it. Okay? They went there. And then all at once, they decide to say, oh, well, he didn't bring them back. That's it. So if you want to bring charges against someone, bring charges against the people who signed the dotted line and allowed the documents to go out. Two months, Andrew. Two months. That's it. If he goes beyond two months, if he starts going into three months, he's questionable. We don't need a year to figure this out. Two months, write a report and say there's no there there. Let's move on. Now let's look at the Democrats. Let's look at Mr. Uh, Sam Blankman Freed. Let's look and see what he did. How is it that the SEC didn't catch this? How is it that this guy was palling around with Democrats? How is it that his uncle was writing policies for Elizabeth Warren on regulations? You see what I'm talking about? They just bypassed all of that. That's what we need to focus on, not Trump. The whole thing with Trump has been created and manufactured by the media to stop Trump from running for political office again. We, the people, should make that decision, not the media, not social media. 
we should make that decision. But see, they have you thinking that they should make the decision. The media is without a doubt an enemy of the people. They're very dangerous. Because we're focusing on things that have nothing to do with anything. We've forgotten history. And now we're looking at what the media wants us to focus on. Very dangerous. And it shouldn't be that way, Andrew. So we'll pick this up on the other side of the break. Yeah, it really shouldn't be. And they're also saying that his breakup with his girlfriend um, is when things really started spiraling out of control. You have to wonder how much longer he would have been able to pull off this um, fraud if uh, he had not had that falling out with his girlfriend, because it sounds like that's when things really started getting ugly and uh, he started getting exposed for what he really was. You're tuned into After Dark with Rob and Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Dark with Rob and Andrew. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Well, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter the body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. The last block of the show, we're going to finish up. Seal talked about FTX because, again, I think that all of our listeners need to be aware of this. And again, please share this with other people because you're not going to get this story anywhere else. So Sam Bankman-Fried also had a girlfriend, <laughs> believe it or not. And she was just, uh, yeah, Bankman-Fried. She was just as, uh, I, don't, I want to be kind, but I'm going to have to say it, dorky as he was. And he was worth $32 billion. Oh my gosh. You guys have got to Google her. Her name was Carolyn Ellison. And she was being interviewed by someone. She was, they were asking her about you know, all these numbers and how she put this together. She's like, oh, I don't use numbers. You know, the, the regular math, no, I don't use that. I'm like, that, no, that was a huge, well, the first red flag with her would have been what she looked like. And like, uh-uh, this woman should not be managing someone else's money. And she created a sister company that was helping Sam Bankman Freed do his evil work. And apparently, I think the story goes, Andrew, that they broke up. And after they broke up, 
that's when the house of cards started to fall. And, and something else you guys should know about this is that they were, it, I said the Bermuda, I take it back Bermuda, it was the Bahamas, a tax haven, that their offices was in, were in the Bahamas. Okay, and you can do whatever you want to do in the Bahamas. Again, a red flag. Anyone investing in FTX should have said, why are they offshore? Now, there are banks, like these big banks, they have offshore uh, banks, but it's a lot of regulations, thanks to the Democrats and their regulations. But FTX, cryptocurrency, free to do whatever they want, and their office was nothing for what I'm hearing was a poly, polymorphous or place whereby everyone was having sex with everyone. And this guy, uh, uh, Sam, was like sleeping on the floor. And he'd wake up, I guess, he'd do a little work, then he'd go back to sleep, wake up. Well, what work he was doing, just guessing and telling people, hey, give me your money. You see, that's the other thing. Because he was well-connected, because people knew who his dad was and his uncle was, because they all had this great pedigree from MIT, people trusted them. They believed them and said, hey, he, this guy has to be smart. He went to MIT. Look at who his dad is. You see, this is what happens. And see, Democrats won't delve into that. They won't look at, wait a minute. You know what, Andrew? It's white privilege. It's white boy privilege. But see, they won't look at that. And see, that's what Republicans should be saying. This is your white privilege. Do you think a black man could have gotten away with that? Absolutely not. Not that a black man would want to do it. I mean, I would trust a drug dealer before I would have trusted this guy. You think, look at these drug dealers, these black drug dealers. They have to be extremely successful to move the amount of drugs that they're moving with the amount of money. Now, imagine if you were to put them in corporate America. Imagine what they could do. But no, we're going to look at Sam Blankman Freed because he went to MIT. He dresses like a nerd. He's from a great pedigree. And look at who his uncle is and who his dad is. And they're all politically connected. So we're not going to second guess him. We're not going to second guess anything that he does because whatever he touch, whatever he touches is the Midas touch. It turns to gold. Never mind the fact that there was nothing there to touch. The only thing he was doing was going to these different meetings and saying, oh, I'll invest your money. Oh, let's give it to him. And from what I'm hearing, the guy wasn't impressive at all. He didn't have some like impressive like speech or introduction. It was just like, yeah, this is who I am, scratching his head, I guess scratching his pant, his butt. And he looks unkept. I don't think the guy took a lot of baths either, Andrea. I just want to look at things. Is his girlfriend? Uh, no, I don't think they knew anything about water, <laughs> bath water. Nah, uh They were well, probably smelly. Apparently, she was into multiple partners, so she was pretty wild from what uh, I'm reading. Well, they say it's always the quiet ones. <laughs> it's <laughs> always the quiet ones. But... <laughs> Like no one thought to say this doesn't make any sense. No, you know why? Because they were all being paid. The Democrats were using this as their money-making machine. They were using this to fund their campaigns. They were using this to help them out with the election. As I said on the show before, I think it was a Monday night show, that this guy apparently gave money to research companies to debunk the benefits of hydrochloroquine and ivermectin gave them money to debunk it it's i mean this doesn't make any sense does it it doesn't make a whole lot of sense but that's what was happening
money to debunk it. Wow. And the Democrats were right there. They were okay with it. No one wanted to say anything because their palms were being greased. And as long as their palms were being greased and they were able to put forth candidates that they want, they're going to keep quiet. So now it begs the question, was this entire thing created for that particular purpose? Was it created just so the Democrats would have a slush fund to fund campaigns and to do whatever they wanted to do? It's likely. I mean, anything is possible when you're dealing with Democrats. Anything. And if the media is going to have us to believe that there was Russia collusion, why wouldn't we believe that this little thing, Ponzi scheme, was created by Democrats to create a slush fund for them? And I would go as far as to say that not only that, Andrew, that this could be by design so that they could now create more regulations to regulate cryptocurrency and then gradually move us away from the dollar bill. Because with cryptocurrency, they can shut you off when they think that you're doing something that you're not doing. With the dollar bill, they can't take your money. Now, of course, they can say if your money's in the bank, they can say get your money out of the bank or they can freeze it. But cryptocurrency, they can shut you out and you would never know about it. Look at what they're doing right now when you don't agree with them, how they will shut you down. And we're being told, oh, no, this is not happening. Remember when they were going to create the Ministry of Truth? This woman's going to come out and say, this is false and uh, fake information. And they were all on board with it. And it was going to be run out of the Homeland Security, Department of Homeland Security, Ministry of Truth. And the American people were going to buy into it. The same way we bought into COVID, the lockdowns, to this day, people still believe that six feet apart was scientifically based. But we found out this year that it wasn't. It was just made up. A lot of things that Dr. Fracci had said and the head of the CDC, Rochelle, they just made it up. But we couldn't question them because if we did, the media would shut us down. The same way they don't want us to question this guy, Sam Blankman Freed, and his girlfriend. They don't want us to talk about it. So they'll typically mention it, but then they'll move on to something else. They'll move on to Trump being investigated. For what? Again, for what? For taking documents that they now have back? They have created him as being the bad man. He's bad. And you have all these people coming out, even some Republicans. Oh, no, we need to move on beyond Trump because it's just too much stuff. Every time it was something a different day, it was always something. But who created that something? The media. They created it. Having you to think that what they were doing was right. No. Uh-uh. So I wouldn't at all be surprised that they'll try to hide this, not talk about it. And this guy should be in jail if you ask me, Andrew. And all the celebrities that got behind this, Stephen Curry, Jajel Budson, they should all have to pay a fine. Tom Brady, because they were all out saying, oh, I know nothing about cryptocurrency, but I trust FTX. 
And you have these weak-minded people, mainly liberals, who'll listen to this and go, oh, okay, we need to uh, get into FTX. Remember when Trump was thinking out loud and he said, oh, maybe we should look getting bleach and to kill the uh, – I heard that that will kill the virus. And people went nuts. Oh, my God. He said that people should take bleach and people are going to do it. The only people that took the bleach were crazy liberals. So if we're going to say we've got to hold him responsible for that, why can't we hold these celebrities responsible for pitching cryptocurrency? Look at what happened to Kim Kardashian. She was fined a million dollars for pitching cryptocurrency. Would these celebrities be fined also? See, I'm just – I like to tie everything in together and to remind you as to what has happened. Kim Kardashian just in October was fined a million dollars over a cryptocurrency for doing the same thing that these other celebrities had done or did do with FTX. And the chairman of the SEC, Gary Gensler, decided, oh, she's got to pay a million dollars. But why isn't Gary going after these other celebrities? Maybe he will. Who knows? But we won't know if the media tries to cover it up, which is what they're doing. And you know why? Well, they're going to cover it up because Democrats got money from FTX again. Almost $40 billion went towards Democrats and their campaign. Forty billion. I meant forty million. Forty million. Why is this kept? No one's going to say anything about it. And the Democrats certainly they don't want to touch it. So who's going to hold them responsible? You see how they. You, this is the reason why Trump said that they're the enemy of the people. Because there's no one to hold them responsible, and the other news organizations won't do it. They'll just sit back and, no, I don't know. As opposed to saying, no, guys, this is wrong. And I heard the other day that uh, the new guy over CNN, he's saying, we need to stop reporting on Trump because this is not Trump's network. And, you know, whenever he does something, doesn't mean we have to report on it. But you still do report on it because you're reporting on it now. When he said that he was going to run for the presidency, that was news. You should have covered that. But you didn't cover it. Why didn't you cover it? But if someone were to come out and say, oh, Trump spat at me or Trump said something racist, you would cover that nonstop. That's not news. That's a lie. But yet still you'll cover it. When this guy, Jack Smith, starts his investigation, you'll cover that ad, ad nauseum because you want people to think that he's done something wrong. But when the information came out that the whole Russia collusion was nothing but a big collusion scandal, that there was no there there, you guys didn't want to cover it. When the truth came out that there was nothing there, even when they were pushing Bill Barr to release all his information, when it finally came out, they said, oh, Bill Barr, he's keeping something from us. And when it came out that, no, he wasn't keeping anything, he made the decision, he made the right decision. Even Rod Rosenstein, who was the acting uh, FBI director at one point, came out and said, you know, Russia was trying to help Clinton and Trump get elected. The media looked the other way. They didn't want to cover that. No, that, that's, that's, that's the truth. We don't want that. And they always bury the truth in their stories. Just like they buried the truth about the FBI saying they're going to pay Christopher Steele a million dollars to dig up trash on Trump. They, they, they hid that. A lot of people are completely unaware of it. If you would have mentioned that, they say, oh, no, that, that didn't happen. But if you were to talk about peeing on a bed, oh, yeah, that happened. Never mind the fact that they weren't there. Oh, that happened because the media told us that it happened.
the same thing with this guy and his girlfriend in the Bahamas. That's a red flag for every financial institution. They don't want to bank clients who have accounts in Bahamas because it's unregulated. You can do whatever. The government in Bahamas, want. they, they actively try to help you hide your money. They actually reach out to people and say, bring your money here. You can hide it. And that's how they fund their company, I mean, their country. And that's probably the reason why this guy went there. But no one wants to say anything. So when you look at it, at how the media tries to cover up for these individuals and always shine the light on something that Republicans have done. Now, I'm not saying that Republicans don't do things that they shouldn't do, okay, because they're, we're all human. But the level of that the media will go to to protect and hide the malfeasies of Democrats is just unbelievable. And it, it, it begs the question, what are they trying to cover for this guy? What was this fund created? as a possible slush fund for them to use, to go in and get their money and to fund all of their little pet projects. Who knows what else they're funding? Like I said, look at what they did with the drug uh, hydrochloroquine and ivermectin. Innocent people died that could have taken that drug, but they shut down anyone that said, yeah, you know, in, in, in another form, yeah, we give this to horses, but in another form, I think I even had, we even did a show where I said that I had a friend who said, yeah, it can be used to get rid of COVID. But the, the media shut that down. No, no, it can't. They wanted you to take that shot, take the COVID shot. And they didn't even like the COVID shot because Trump gave us the shot. They didn't like it. Right. They acted like they weren't going to be the ones to take right. it. But this, this uh, Bankman Freed... His action committee gave over $23 million to the Democratic Party. And uh, we know that both sides of the aisle have those who are corrupt on it. I mean, we know Mitch McConnell and his connections to China. Well, his business partner, Ryan Salome, who served as co-CEO of FTX Digital Markets and worked alongside Bankman Free, donated nearly $24 million to the Republican Party. So I guess both... Uh, the owners and CEOs of these companies had ties in Washington, D.C., probably so they would overlook their um, unlawful transactions that they've been doing. But uh, from Elizabeth Warren to Dick Durbin and apparently a lot of Republicans, they were all taking handouts from Jake uh, Bankman Freed. They were all taking handouts with the largest abusers being the Democrats. But like I said, you just identified there were some rhinos doing the exact same thing. And I think, you know, when you think about it, he probably approached the rhinos so that they could say, oh, well, we gave some to the Republicans also. <laughs> That's how they work. They gave a small amount, just like with the election. We're going to let them come really close to, oh, comes close to a win, but we're not going to let them win. It is a playbook that Democrats have been using time after time after time. And they're using it again. And at some point, they have to be called out. At some point, the media has to be held accountable. 
We can't let them just get away with what they're getting away with. And we can't touch them because the Constitution. Well, the Constitution has the president there, but yet and still you impeach Trump. Something has to be done about the media, plain and simple, because they have gotten out of control. Something has to be done. And now that the Republicans control all of the investigative uh, committees, let's hope that they do something about it and that they're not afraid when the media says, oh, we don't have time for this. Oh, you're not governing. Oh, you're not this. You're not that. Well, neither was the Democrats. And look at what happened. Look at the economy, supply chain problem, supply chain problem. Our schools are screwed up. People don't know, well, well, people know, but you're trying to pass off men as being women and that men can have babies. Can't happen. It's got to stop it. We have got to get to the bottom of this and clean house because we cannot allow this to continue or we will not be a country. We'll be a country full of misfits, not knowing left from right, because we want to change everything. And this guy and his corrupt bad money is what helps to fund this kind of silliness. At some point, we've got to just stand up and say it has to stop. We have to. Yeah, you're 100% right. We're all out of time tonight. Thank you for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, wherever you stream. Please like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review if you can. Also, go to AmericaOutloud.com. Check out all the great articles and podcasts updated daily. We'll see you guys tomorrow night. Remember, stand for something or fall for nothing. <laughs>